Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Friday, March 3rd, 2023. The weather today will be a high of 1 degree in Edmonton, minus 1 degree in Calgary, minus 2 degrees in Saskatoon, and 1 degree in Toronto. Thank you, Evie. Hey, everybody. We're broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. If you'd like, you can come join the live show. You can bring your questions. We will answer them for free. It's free coaching every morning. Take advantage of it. Um, we got some questions banked up from yesterday. I had lots of great questions. Uh, what did we talk about yesterday? I can't even remember. Oh, grow ops. <laughs> grow ops and um, uh, approaching confrontation. Oh, that, was yeah. a, that was a good, that was a good show. That was a good show. It was a good show. Can it be tough to top? <laughs> <laughs> but stay tuned to find out. You don't want to know what my notes say. <laughs> Super it? fun topics. <laughs> I just I couldn't remember if we had questions left over. So oh. I was like, I have a couple things that we could talk oh, about. Yeah. No, we we've we've got questions left over. Plus there's a few things I've been wanting to talk about, like rent increases. Yeah, that's not on my Um that was is that not good? I mean, it's it's good. It's not as exciting as grow ups. It isn't <laughs> in confrontation. It's <laughs> um, like, hey, how about those uh, rent increases? People want to know. All right. People want to know if rents are increasing. <laughs> um, I've been seeing them increase, and in, uh, in the markets that I've been looking at lately, um, so it's a good sign. It's it's. Uh, I mean, we need it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we need it, not because we're greedy, but because interest rates went up and mortgage payments have gone up. Yeah. Um, we got one property that, you know, we're trying to find a solution for right now. And uh, I mean, that thing is is bleeding in cash flow. Yeah. And um, since, uh, since the payments went up. So um, we actually, we confronted one of our, um, the, sorry, the, the tenant. We confronted the tenant there and um, said, hey. And it was a very well strategic, strategically calculated email. Very simple, but you know, directed towards the outcome that we wanted. And um, just asked, you know, or, or have you ever thought about potentially, or the the owners or something? I can't remember exactly. That was <laughs> not a lot of sleep last night. Um, something along the lines. Would you of, Would you be interested in purchasing the house in the future? Yeah, uh, the owners are getting ready to lock in a, a mortgage renewal, and they just thought that they would um, check before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, they said, "Well, yeah, actually, uh, we really like the house, and uh, as long as as long as you guys would be open to like some sort of like rent to own format." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, that's exactly what that's we had exactly in mind. Exactly <laughs> what we had in mind." <laughs> Because that extra that extra cash flow from the from the uh, 
from the option payments would help with the the short term problem, which is the you know the increased payments and the negative cash flow. So um, we're very likely going to be putting together uh, a rent to own on that property, which. I feel like if if we approached and said, "Hey, would you guys be interested in a rent to own?" They would have been like, "Eh, yeah." You know what I mean? But when it's their idea, it's it's it has such a it had a much better impact. So now they're waiting on us. Now they had to ask us, and now we said yes, and and now the balls. You know what I mean? We got a little more leverage. So that's 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 good. Um, something to consider for your portfolio. You know, if you're having trouble with cash flow, I mean. Um, rent owns are a, a great way to, you know, to increase the cash flow so that you can offset your, your, your negative cash flow or increase your cash flow. Yeah. Um, not to mention the fact that that property for some reason just got is, oh man, it's cursed. It's cur- <laughs> the appliance. It's, it's a cur- yeah. The appliances are cursed. <laughs> the appliances in that property are cursed. And it's just a matter of time before we have a big furnace issue in that. Pro- it's a newer property. It's only like. 15 years old, 10 years old, something like that. Yeah. Um, fuck me. Just, yeah. I, we've spent so much money out of the reserve on appliances in the last three or four years. Yeah. This is also a property that we, there was no intention to hold on to long-term as well. Um, we got into it with an opportunity and, um, and have like had several ideas of, you know, what our out will be and when it'll be and that sort of thing. Yeah. So this kind of lines up with, um, you know, an upcoming mortgage uh, renewal and mm-hmm. and those types of things, and to put a plan in place. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, but uh, that you know, just something to consider for you guys. You know, there's there's always looking at short term rentals. Short term rentals are a great uh, a great way to increase cash flow if you if you have a property that's in a good area has demand, um, or a property that is has demand just in general, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just because you're in a good area doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work. And please do your research on on both those strategies, rent to owns and short term rentals. Take some get some education. But you know, two great ways to increase cash flow if you know the property isn't performing as as you want it to or as it could. Um, one last thing I want to add in on that topic is that um, if you guys haven't heard me say this before or you haven't heard this before, not every piece of real estate will work as a rental property. And this is one of those ones that it was an opportunity for us to get in and partner in with someone and, you know, and then things kind of started changing, obviously with interest rates and stuff like that. So it made it worse. Um, But, you know, the rents need to be able to cover the expenses Mm -hmm. and, you know, houses that are um, in a higher price range and the rents aren't higher, it's not going to work. You can't force it. You can't increase the rent to whatever you want it to be. The, the rent is the rent. The market rent is the market rent. The market gets to dictate that. So um, thankfully, we, we, you know, we're well-educated into creative strategies. We even considered doing an agreement for sale, selling it by way of agreement for sale as well, because um, we feel that would actually make it a little more enticing for uh, the other party. So we had a bunch of stuff on the table um, prepared to offer. Um, but understanding these strategies is 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 how you're going to recognize the opportunities or the solutions mm-hmm. that you can use to um, uh, for your business. Um, you kind of just like dove right into like a topic there. I know. Um, and I'd love to say good morning to some people. Can I can I can I just say something first? 
I know that yesterday you were, um, you know, you, you had some administrative stuff on the back end of the podcast that you um, were updating. And I just noticed that my picture is finally on the profile. And I'm just so honored. I was I was working hard yesterday. <laughs> a year and a half later. Yeah. I just feel really excited to see my face there. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, you know who you know you know who else I'm excited to see here today? JD. JD. First. Yeah. JD's <laughs> the first in the room and he wanted everyone to know. Except but, that nobody knows because he's nobody first. knows because he was <laughs> he, he, he busted into the room first person here and yelled first, but no one heard it. <laughs> Except Wayne who told me. Um, Listina's here as well. Good morning to Listina. And uh, I see uh, Leo is here. Good morning. Alan, Paul, Joshua. How you doing? Morning, Eric. Elray. Did I miss Eric? Or you? Yeah, you did. Good morning, Jeff. Yeah. Good morning, Nasir. We have Denis in the house and Garrett. Good morning, Cody and Sheila. Good morning, Justin and Jagger. Good morning, Liam. Liam is here. Yeah. <laughs> just just got off the slopes yesterday. Oh, were they? Yeah. Um, a few masters uh, went uh, skiing. A few masters had a little meetup. Apparently, there was masters meetups galore yesterday. Oh, yeah. I saw the, the flip ones. Awesome. Good morning, Ken and Kyle. Good morning, Philip. Philip has a, has a question about renewals. I'm just grabbing that right now for and you. And rent increases. The great one. That's what we've been working on the past couple days. Yeah. Um, Kyle also has a, a question about the UHT tax. UHT-2900. Coming in hot. <laughs> um, yes, Kyle. We have heard about it. <laughs> um, uh, so he had a question about the, have you looked into it? Yeah. The underused housing tax? Yeah. We've uh, talked to our accountant about it. Yeah, we absolutely. Have a, a few of those forms to fill out. Do you understand how it all works? Um, I understand what needs to be done. I mean, and like you understand I understand what needs what will happen if you don't get it done. I understand what'll happen if you don't get it done. Okay. Government of Alberta. Okay. I mean Canada. I hear you. Don't mm -hmm. you threaten me. Um yeah. I think today's gonna be a hodgepodge, a little cornucopia Sounds like of it. Uh, of questions. There's a lot of questions and we're gonna answer all of them. I don't yeah. know if we're going to answer all of them. Sean has a how to turn down potential renter question. Good morning, Sean. Uh, it's not me. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Good morning, Jeremy. Jeremy has a little thank you message there. I can read later. Or right now. One year ago today, he was on the a podcast talking about, I don't even really remember what the topic was. He had some statistics for us. That he he's like, let's talk about this. And we're like, how about you talk about this? <laughs> yes. He's like, okay, I'll talk about this. Yeah. Anyways, he says it broke me out of my mold and changed so much for me. Wayne and Gabby, thank you very much for pulling me out. Not a problem. You're very welcome. Yeah. Alan's in the house. Good morning, Alan. Very cool. Very cool. Um, Denis clicked the call-in button. I just don't know if Denise, uh finger slipped or not. Finger slipping or if he wants to chat. Did you invite him in? No. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it happens two or three times a show where someone is like Clicks frantically clicking the hard button. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then they're like, oh, no, sorry, my finger slipped. I called, I hit the call button. Gotcha. Okay, let's take a, let's take a quick little commercial break here and, uh, and, and hear a word from our sponsors. And, 
and then we'll get back to some questions that we have here. Sounds good. I, I don't even know what order we're going to do this in. It's going to be hodgy podgy. Oh, but you know what I hate about hodgepodge episodes? What? Is that some of these answers are gold. That's true. And will people ever find it? And no one will ever find it because they look at it. They look at a hodgepodge episode. They're like, nah, they're just talking a bunch about, about a bunch of random stuff. But okay, but it is what it is. It is what it is till it isn't. Let's hit those commercials. All right. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. New to real estate? Stuck? Maybe you need quick cash. Wholesaling is a strategy that can fit almost any investor, but it has to be done right. Hi, I'm real estate lawyer Barry McGuire, and I'm here to help. Join me in Calgary on March 18th for a full day deep dive into wholesaling. Space is limited, so reach out to Wayne and Gabby right away for their special offer. And we are back. Um, Denise tried to call in a couple times here. I'm gonna I'm gonna click see. I'm gonna I'm gonna send Denise the invite. Let's see if he if he bites. See if he bites. <laughs> Good morning, Denise. Good morning. How are you guys? Fantastic. How are you? Oh, is it working? You've we hear a, you. You've got a radio voice. Can you hear us? You guys hear me on your end yet? Yeah. 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 Can you hear us? <laughs> oh boy. Hmm. I'll try again. Oh boy. Or maybe I just couldn't hear you guys. Test, you hear test us? one, too. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Guys. Was your volume all the way down? <laughs> yeah, because I thought that the high volume interfered with the conversation. Uh-huh. It will a little bit with an yeah. echo, but I was I was saying, uh, you, my friend, have a radio voice. You do. Very oh, smooth. Thanks. I think it's my wake up in the morning voice. It's smoother than my coffee, I tell you. Well, thank you. I got got a quick, yeah, a quick question for you guys. So we're in that same kind of boat, I think, as everybody else. We have springtime renewals coming up. Mm-hmm. A lot of increase in costs from all angles, property tax, insurance, um, mortgage. And so I'm just curious about how we might navigate a conversation with our um, tenants about increasing rents and the fact that they have to go up but kind of how do we how do we approach them and turn it into a conversation and make it more not we don't enforce it like you're paying this and that's it you know what i mean like we have good tenants they've been great uh we want to keep them so yeah yeah that sounds um it sounds like a lot of people are having the exact same questions and it's something that Really, just um, I think we've offered out four uh, spring renewals so Something far. Like so, um, and we've so far had really good um, acceptance rates. So, uh, we're definitely going to go over that and we'll talk about the strategies that we've used um, to entice them to say yes and to stay. Perfect. <laughs> we'll, Sounds yeah, good. We'll dive, we'll dive into that shortly here. 
You betcha. Well, thanks again, guys, for doing all this uh, every morning, and I'll let you go and, and get into the conversation. Thank you for showing up and being here. <laughs> Have a great day. Thanks, guys. You too. Bye. Um, do, do you just want to dive right into it? Sure. Just kind of talk. About, I mean, yeah. like, we can't say, you know, we're, if we're four for four, we, oh, by the way, did that last? We're not four for four yet. Um, did that last one, did she respond? Not yet. Okay. But she's not very um, on her email. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Like, she's not a super quick responder. So. When did, when was the deadline that you gave her till? Uh, Monday or Tuesday, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's. So another question that came through, and I think we can answer. I think we can get two birds stoned at once right now. Um, Let's do it. Stone those birds. Um, where was it? Uh, Are we giving them some doobies or? <laughs> Sorry, I thought we'd carry forward the conversation from yesterday. <laughs> uh, Philip had a, a, a similar question. The lease on my condo is due in, in the middle of May. When should I let the renters know the rent is going up and renew the lease? Okay, mm -hmm. so it works out perfect. Yeah, it's a whole process, right? It's not just what to say, it's when to say it, mm -hmm. right? Um, so typically, what do we do, about 45 days before? Um, Sometimes 60 days before? Yeah, 45 to 60. Away. Not too far away because it gives them an opportunity to go look around. Um, again, like this is a business, guys. You guys got to remember it's a business, okay? Um, and I'd say about two weeks away from uh, being, you know, two weeks away from the last month, you know, sending out a message and making an offer and saying that you need to know within the next seven days for the early renewal offer if they want to accept it. Uh, is a really good way to approach it because it gives them seven days to try and figure out whether they want to move or whether they want to stay. Um, and you can say that because, you know, we need to know right now because we need to start preparing for showing if you're not going to be renewing, we need to start showing the unit. Advertising which, and showing, yeah. You know, in the last month, which is when you're allowed in, in Alberta, when you're allowed to start advertising and showing the unit. So it, it, it kind of puts them, it puts a little bit of a, you know, fire. Well, yeah. A little bit of pressure, but gives also gives them time. Like they are approaching the last month of their tenancy where they need to have that decision made. Mm -hmm. So it's like a little bit of a reminder and then a little bit of a fire. Yeah. And when, when the little, the, the little bit of moment or the, the pressure, it, it helps because they have the decision that goes on in their head is, okay, do we go and try and find a place and have to move next month? Oh, but next month I've got all this stuff going on and everything else. It, or is it easier just to re-sign? And what you want them to take is the path of least resistance, right? And the path of least resistance uh, will probably be your small incremental rent increase. Um, sorry, smaller rent increase. Man, my words are off today. <laughs> um, so that's the way we want to kind of structure it. Uh, how much can you increase it? Well, you're going to have to do a little bit of market research to determine, you know, what's market rent right now, um, go and do the same research that they would do, right? Because that's what yeah. they're going to do after you tell them. They're going to go and they're going to search up all the local sites and see, okay, well, I need to be in this area because this is where my kids go to school and this is where I work and I like this area and this I like this grocery store. I like Tim over at Safeway, right? He's got the best cuts of meat. <laughs> okay. He's the butcher. Yeah, doesn't usually determine where I rent, but okay. Eh, you never know. <laughs> You never know. You, you you can't, you know, but it, someone has a routine, yep, right? Sure. This is their routine. This is where they get the bus. 
in order for them to to move, like moving is a big yeah. thing. Yeah. Especially when you got a family or when you got a life and you got a routine and like you're gonna shake up the routine and you have to figure out all this other stuff and you know, finding a new landlord, you know, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's a pain in the butt. Um so in a lot of cases, it's much easier for them to just accept whatever that small rent increase is uh, rather than trying to find something else. But if they do do the research, you know, they're going to be looking in the same spots that you go and look in and and see what market rents are at. And if you can be competitive or if you're in your email, you can say that, hey, rents have increased, you know, by over $150 uh, for units like this in Edmonton or Saskatoon or, or Toronto. Um and, but we love you as a tenant, we, but we do need to cover the cost. And this is what we write in our email. We do need to cover the cost of increase of mortgage payments, property taxes, and what's the third one? Insurance. Insurance. Is it insurance? Mm-hmm. I feel like there was one other one. Um, whatever. Um, mortgage, insurance, and property taxes have gone up and we need to, we oh, need to cover. Oh, um, utilities. Utilities. If it's a house that uh, shares utilities. Um, so by saying that, you know, that we're trying to cover the cost of it and that market rents have gone up and we're only going to make, I know it's gone up 150, but we're only going to be increasing it by 85 or 75 or 95 or something along those lines, something on, you know what I mean? Something reasonable. They're very likely just to say yes, because that's the path of least resistance. And, uh, like I mentioned, I would honestly go about two weeks before the last month and give them seven days. Um, and say, we just need to know when the next seven days we're going to start advertising. And that kind of just puts a little bit of pressure on them to make a decision. Um, and if they're happy and you've, if you've maintained a really good relationship with them, like, like Denise was saying, if they're good tenants, they'll stay. Yeah. I think if, they'll understand, especially with the utilities. Yeah. If I can, well, I mean, if they're not paying utilities, they might, might not realize how crazy the increases have been over the okay, past maybe year mortgages or two. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Mortgage is something that people can understand. It's in a lot of headlines. It's, um, you know, a big topic of discussion. Um, but so Wayne kind of covered like the reasons, uh, you know, that you would explain why, but I think just as important is really the, the soft approach to it. And maybe we can just talk about that quickly for a second, because um, words are very important. And like even, you know, Wayne and I had discussed, um, uh, you know, how some of those emails had to be written. But still, when when, you know, when the words were in the email, we still looked at it and said, oh, that actually it's still sounding kind of harsh. Like, Mm -hmm. how can we how can we soften that? So um, words are very important. The delivery of the message is very important. And I think that's really what Denise speaking to is Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, I mean, in his case, he said, how can it be a conversation? And, you know, from our perspective is that it's not it's not a conversation. This is the offer. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you you take it or leave it. We're not opening up a discussion about it. There's no negotiating with us. There's nothing like that. We're just delivering it in the best way possible Mm -hmm. um, to make them feel seen and heard and appreciated and all those types of things. So, um, you know, some of those words can be, um, you know, things like we have absolutely loved having you as a tenant for the past two years, three years, whatever it is. You take Um, great care. You take such good care of the property and we absolutely want um, for you to stay. Um, And, you know, some of the words to avoid are, however, you know, like those types of things, like don't transition it with like a however, like end period, like period end sentence. You have been a great tenant and we really want 
to keep you. Thank you so much for taking care of the property. We would like to make you an offer. There will be, yeah. So like with, so then, you know, with the, with the renewal offer, there will be um, a slight increase. And we, I see some questions coming in about, you know, what if it's a big increase that we you need to make and we can talk about that after. But if you're making a, you know, modest increase, I'd say under a hundred dollars is kind of like what somebody would see as reasonable. Mm -hmm. So that like 50, maybe even 75, they might consider reasonable. Once you hit that hundred market, it might be a hit, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're making a slight, in or there will be a slight increase um, in your rent of $50 to offset the increased costs of, um, our mortgage payments, property tax, uh, utilities, etc. Mm -hmm. um, and some other things you can say is that, um, you know, we, we always ensure that we keep our, our property rents um, in line with or below market rent. Um, but you know, they're like, if you want to, you can say this is this is where market rents on this type of property are right now, we're making sure we're staying under that. Um, but at the same time, you don't really need to over explain. She's she's thrown a bunch of different things that you yeah. can put in there, but don't put all that in there. No. S sh short, sweet. sweet, concise. Yeah. And just get to the point and just say the two things you should be focusing on are we love you. We want to keep you. Here's what the offer is. Let us know in the next seven days. Yeah. And but why you're doing it, that we're offsetting our increased costs. Yeah. With with a reasonable thing. Yeah. If the, it, and just like the, the conversation we were having yesterday about confrontation. You should probably plan out, you should definitely plan out what types of responses can you expect to hear back from this type of person. Yeah. And, you know, before we hit send on the email, I've already got the three responses that are most likely and most probable um, to receive back. And I have an answer for that. So I'll tell Gabby if I'm not available. Hey, if they say this, say this. If they say this, say this. If they say this, say this. And we're prepped. You know what I mean? We're not going to be surprised. Now we're just waiting for the email and then copy paste. Um, now if they decide to say like, oh, that's just too much, unfortunately I won't be able to afford it. Um, then you need to, that at that point you can make the decision. Do I want to just allow it to end and go find a new tenant, uh, to increase the rent or do I, you know, negotiate with them and, and bring it down to half of that down to 50, for example. So you have to look at the difference between, <clears throat> do I keep them and get an extra 50 bucks a month, which equates to $600 a year or do I remove the tenant? Just, you know, tell them, okay, I'm sorry, we're, we're going to have to increase the rent. So we're going to end the lease. Do I remove them and then have one month of vacancy? Because, I mean, you can show the suite, you know, to prospective tenants while there's someone in there. But the, I'd say it's not a guarantee that you're going to find someone for the day that that tenant moves out. So there's probably going to be a one month vacancy. What's the cost of one month vacancy to you? Is it $1,500 with a rent? So $1,500 you're going to lose for the year because it's going to be empty. Was, would it have been better to to keep the other tenants and make 600 Yeah. So it's a risk that you need to decide whether you want to take or not. Increase by 600 or lose 1500 You got to make that decision. Now, in a scenario where, like Paul was explaining, where there's a huge increase in mortgage payments that you need to offset. Well, obviously, you need to ensure that it's still your rent is still, you know, close to market rent. You can't yeah. just you know, charge $700 more than market rent. But if it's way, way below and you can justify it, then, you know, if you're doing a $300 increase, you know, that's $3,600. 
that you're trying to that's 36 extra hundred so you're trying to capture in the year. extra you're yeah. trying to capture for the year now if the tenant moves out you're going to lose 15 so you're still up uh 2100 bucks yeah so that that seems makes like sense. that makes sense yeah but you kind of have to weigh the pros and cons of it how much money are you going to be up how much money are you going to be down and what's the best move for your business you have a great tenant in place already you know if you're just trying to increase rents because you know, A, you're greedy or B, you're trying to, you know, just trying to increase cash flow to reduce your risks, then, you know, it, it it's it's a good idea, but um, you've already got a tenant in place that's that's really good that's taking care of it. And you the the ad the, the decreased risk that you're creating by increasing the cash flow is that greater than the increased risk that you won't have as good of a tenant moving in, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because they're both risks. You're just trying to weigh risks right now. And which one is, what's what's the safer bet? And for you, what's the path of least resistance? Like, like think electricity, you know what I mean? What's the path of least resistance? You know, what's the easiest path? You don't always take the path of least resistance because that's how you're just going to stay in your comfort zone. But I think in that scenario, it might be better just to do the 50, you know, negotiate, give them a $50 increase and get an extra 600 bucks that year um, and just keep a good tenant. But if, in Paul's scenario, if, you, if, you, if you're way below market rents, then yeah, go for it. It makes total sense. You're going to be up 2000 bucks for the year. Yeah. Um, and maybe we ju- just could also talk about, um, you know, like some people have long-term tenants where they say like, oh, I've never increased my rent on them and uh, they've been in there for 10 years and never had an increase. So like they're currently sitting like well below market rent, but the having the long-term tenant, um, you know, solves that problem. And where the problem lies down the road is that things like this happen where interest rates have increased and, you know, we're in a different economy and all these different things are happening. And it's a good reminder that smaller increases along the way that aren't like that aren't going to shake somebody's world are sometimes better than just like keeping a rate ending up way below our rent ending up way below market rent and then having to dish out like a $200 increase a two if somebody told me they were increasing my rent by $200 I would tell them to get bent and I'd be looking for something else if if you're renting and you're renting anything other than a single family house then then yeah it's it's way that's 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 not realistic that's not reasonable for someone within that affordability range mm-hmm. um i'm speaking as if most tenants that live in units rent units like that do not have an extra $200 no they're around. maxed out they're maxed out generally speaking um so yeah it's it's if if heck if like a two hundred dollar increase on on most people's mortgage payments is like whoa what the shit yeah actually you build, uh, you build your budget around yeah. what you make right Sean just said what if the what if it was the bank Gabby <laughs> yeah yeah I mean like our one property has increased like uh, six or seven hundred dollars in payments over the last yeah. couple of years <laughs> it's like shocking mm-hmm. um, John says my rent went up by five hundred bucks from last year crazy um 
I feel like there was something else I was going to talk about, but um, I think you guys got the gist of it. It's, you know, I think making sure that you have a short, concise, to the point email, make sure it's friendly, try and avoid words like however, and you know, to whom it may concern. You know what I mean? Like you're not writing a corporate email and CCing all of the, you know, the upper management, like just chill, chill, write a nice email that someone's not going to be intimidated by. Mm -hmm. And, and, and Gabby and I, we do that. We, we audit each other when we write emails, like, eh, can you change that, that sentence there? It sounds, sounds corporate. And sometimes we find ourselves, you know, trying to write emails, trying to sound like, like, you know, we're a little more corporate than we are or just too corporate. And, and it's, it's, it intimidates um, the tenant to, you know, so if you can find a way to be that cool, chill landlord, but also at the same time, you know, justify that, Hey, you know, our costs went up and we've, we've kept it down for you, but we can't hang on any longer. I think that they'll understand. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we can probably move move on from this topic. But just one last thing that I want to say is that um, we did have a, a circumstance um, last year where we had to dish out a very large increase. And um, I chose to take the approach of saying, of actually saying in the email that, like, I understand that this is a, a pretty dramatic increase and I know that um, that you know this very well may be out of your affordability now and I really want to apologize for that but this is like if we don't recoup these costs we are underwater and I and we can't run our business like that we won't stay afloat so this is what I have to do and if it uh, if we do end up where you aren't able to stay um, I'm really I really I'm sorry about that. And um, like I, I approached it from like, you also don't want to be like the um, the greedy to come across as the greedy landlord because then for sure they don't want to. Mm -hmm. But if there's some sympathy and they see that you're just doing what has to be done and they can afford it, then then they're not going to look at you like an asshole, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so kind of staying on the same kind of topic, there was a question saying, uh, good morning. Um, how do you turn down rental applicants in a reasonable manner? We recently had three young men apply uh, who we would like to pass on. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I mean, I might not be the best person to ask this because I usually just end up like... Gabby's trying to save face. <laughs> I usually just end up ignoring... <laughs> Most of them. Um, so, okay, so I'll say one thing. Um, I have an answer. When when people apply and they actually put in their application and they get us their their documents and all that kind of stuff, I always tell them that um, you will hear if if you are chosen as the um, accepted applicant, you will hear back from somebody. Yeah. If not, um, you know, kind of like the you go to the doctor. Like if you don't hear back from us, that's uh, you. A good sign. Well, I guess it's kind of opposite if you don't hear back from us, opposite, yeah. but like no results, no callback yeah. is I guess what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, but sometimes they do still follow up and then they harass you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, if we really, really like someone, um, I'm going to let them know when we meet them or when we're talking with them. I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know that we think you would be perfect for this. Um it, it's exactly what you're looking for and you're exactly what we're looking for. So I think this is a perfect match. So if you can get us all those documents, the application, the credit report and the, you know, the references and stuff like that, if you can get all that to us tonight, 
I'm fairly certain we'll be able to process this application uh, late tonight, if not first thing tomorrow morning, and we'll be able to send you over a lease. If everything if everything looks good, we'll be able to send you over a lease, and we can even have you move in early. If I like them, because I want I want to show them, because you got to remember, like people want the path of least resistance. They want the, they want it now. They don't want to be spending the next three weeks checking out places, filling out applications. What the fuck is a single key thing? What do you mean you need you know all of my dogs' names and pictures of them? Like you know what I mean? Like all that friction. People just want the fucking keys and a place to live. So I try and make that as easy as possible, but at the same time making sure that we're still doing our. You know, required diligence. So if I can say, Hey, I think you're perfect. I think this is exactly what you need. I think you agree, right? So if you can get me all that stuff tonight, I will go out of my way and I'll stay up late and I'll get it finished for you. Or I'll pass it off to my other person and they'll get it all done. And we can have you a lease by eight o'clock tonight. And uh, depending on when you're looking to move in, like this thing's empty right now, you can move in early if you want, like on the 15th. And I we won't charge you for rent. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. I'm, I always go, get so stressed out on the first of the month trying to move all in four hours because U-Haul only gives you four hours. And, you know, it'd just be so easy if we can just kind of move over, you know, a couple weekends with a couple carloads. So um, I like to go with that approach when I like them. Now, if I don't like them, I say, okay, yep, fill in an application um, uh, and, uh, and we'll get that all processed. And, and, and then when they send it in, we usually respond something like Gabby said, like, um, okay, thank you so much. If, uh, if you're chosen or if your application is approved, you will hear from us. We'll let you know within the next 48 hours or something along those lines. And if they're not, then some, most times they just kind of go away. Now, if they come back harassing or whichever, um, just don't answer. Yeah. You cannot block answer. Them. Just block them. Yeah. Like um, how, how, how hard are they really going to, you know, pursue you for this? Like, wait a second, you need to give me a reason. And this is what I wanted to say before you go on, Gab. <laughs> Do not give them a reason. If you give if you give them a reason, then they can. I don't know exactly. I can't remember exactly what they can do, but they can. It's the, it's like the human rights, like yeah, or not human rights. Um, oh no, the words are escaping me. But there's there's, there's discrimination. Discri- it's discrimination. Yeah, and you do not want to be caught you know, in an email saying why you discriminated them and why you chose, you know, because we're three guys, because we're three guys, we don't have girlfriends, or is it because three guys living together, or you think that we're criminals? You know what I mean? They just, it's, well, in, in your mind, you're, this sounds like a party house, and you're probably right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, it, you have a tenant profile. And they're definitely not going to clean. <laughs> you have a tenant profile established for this property. They don't fit the tenant profile. You don't have to explain that right now in your own mind you have people that you're looking for you just don't tell them that and and if they if they keep pushing then just ignore them they'll get the point yeah um and that that blessed block feature on like if you've been communicating through facebook like just block them doesn't Mm -hmm. matter um but uh who said it here ken said that um he lets them down gently and um and he he put his whole response here, but basically says um, another candidate has been chosen. And through trial and error, that is what I used to say. And that's kind of what people are trained to say. That's what, you know, most tenant placement education programs will tell you to say. However, it, that doesn't 
work because I mean, and it I, it does if you have actually chosen somebody else. Yeah, that works if you've chosen somebody else. Absolutely, but if you haven't found anybody and you're having to still continue to advertise, they are going to continue to see your ad come up over and over again and call bullshit on you. And that's when they start getting those aggressive emails. Yeah, it's like you lied to me. You didn't even still advertise. And so, so something that you can say though is that like we have we are um, pursuing another application because you haven't given them like a hard definitive. Mm. We've chosen somebody else. You've told them that we are pursuing a different application. And, but like, honestly, that block feature is just such a blessing when it comes to, and that's why another reason why I love advertising through Facebook marketplace is because when you get those little shits responding to your ad, calling you out on your pet fees or your, how can you charge this much? Or why haven't you answered me? And like those, you only have 12 windows, those little a holes. Um, you just block them and move on. I used to get so fired up and I used to just obsess over those a holes. And, um, it used to like really get under my skin and now I just simply block them. Mm -hmm. Those those people that that typically um, act that way are the ones that have been declined by everyone. So they've been trying to find a place for a long time, but yeah. they keep getting declined. And now they're getting aggressive. And normally there's a reason. Normally there's a reason. Like even in our city, you know, if we've got a lot of vacancies, not a lot of vacancies, but a few vacancies and we're, we're active in the different groups and stuff like that, or, um, you know, we're actively searching for a tenant, um, you start to see, especially in like the Facebook groups, the rental listing Facebook groups, you start to see the same people looking for a place every three months. And it's like- Or consistently for months and months and months. <laughs> and, you know, you click on their profile and you're like, okay, there's there's a clear reason why. And so, yeah, the people that are typically the ones that are aggressive um, are are normally the ones that are the bad apples that you should be avoiding in the first place. So, mm-hmm. um, uh Thank God for your instincts. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, it's going to keep moving on on this because um, we're on the kind of the topic of filtering applicants and, and rents and stuff like that. Alan had a great question. Um, how do you determine whether their salary can support the rent? Do you use a rent to salary ratio to mm-hmm. filter applicants? Yeah. Um, usually about 30 to 35%. Yeah. Um, of their salary to go toward, um, did I mix that up? I don't know. I don't do this shit. <laughs> yeah. I use a 30 to 35%, um, as my number. It's just like, that's about what like the mortgage, uh, companies use when they're approving you. Um, it's somewhere in that range. Uh, 40-ish. Yeah. Anyways, it's like, but also just that's another good thing about looking at like their credit report stuff as well is that like, you know, what kind of payments they have to make, you know, what, you know, where they're at financially kind of, you You mean like their credit card payments, their vehicle payments, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, do they have like $2,000 worth of uh, vehicle payments Mm -hmm. on their, you know, brand new F-150s that they bought, plus their living expenses, plus their $500 credit card payment. And so that's something to consider as well. It can't just be the rent to income ratio. You have to include all of their other payments as well. Some people have, you know, like Gabby said, like, you know, the big $90,000 truck that they financed at 13% yearly interest. Like it's... Uh, what's their payment on it? What's their affordability? Like it's, um, 
it's it's a good number to start with, but at the same time, like you got to consider what their other payments are as well. And, and it's not going to be easy to figure out. So you're going to have to do a little, a little Hardy Boy and Nancy Drew stuff, yeah. and, and 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 search in the, on their credit reports and whatnot, and go through their Facebook profile pictures. You know, I mean, try you just they're not going to divulge that information. Yeah, but if you're if you're looking at their salary and their rent payment's going to be like fifty percent of their salary, that's usually not a good position to have them in. Yeah. So find a way to move on. Yeah. Um, but use use whatever you feel most comfortable with, right? It's 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 your business and you get to establish how much risk you want to take in your business, right? Um, you can use our ratios that or percentages that we offer, but you know, be a good critical thinker and just take the advice that we offer. Go ask someone else as well. Go ask three other investors who have lots of properties as well. And ask them what they think and what they use and and then make the best decision for yourself. I want to make sure that everyone's not just listening to what we say. Mm-hmm. We're just a couple people on a microphone in the morning. That's all we are, right? We're just normal people just like you. We've been doing it a long time. We have experience. But, you know, I've seen lots of other people that have been doing it a long time with experience that are fucking dopes. There's a, there's a lot of dumb people out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I see, I see a lot of people that have been in the game for a long time and I'm like, is that seriously how you run your business? Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I want to make sure at the same time that just as, just as I tell you not to, to just take my piece of advice, like don't just take everybody else's piece of advice, be a good critical thinker and ask five people um, and, and look at all of the responses and how everyone does it and choose something that's right for you. That, that, matches with the amount of risk that you want to take in your business in exchange for, you know, obviously the revenue or reward that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to be a little more, I take a little more risk in our business. That's why Gabby doesn't like me filling vacancies. That's why we have some shit tenants. That's why we got shit tenants. <laughs> Cause in my mind, I'm like, I would rather get this person in because the probability of them being a bad tenant I, I can't really measure that. You know what I mean? It, that it's it's up to them whether they pay or they whether they, they they keep this place clean or not. But I have no way of doing any screening to determine whether this tenant's going to be good or not. So am I seriously going to look for like? Are we going to continue searching for another month, another month of vacancy, just to find someone who looks good, like looks good, like good sh- handshake, dress nice? Is that is that how you measure whether someone's going to pay rent and whether they're going to have a clean unit? That's, there's no way to there's no way to tell. So sometimes you just have to take a chance, and that's part of the the risks that we that we carry as as rental housing providers. Um, so, but my my batting average is fucking terrible, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and I wish it wasn't. I wish it wasn't, and I wish I'd get an opportunity to kind of really work on that average. But Redeem like, <laughs> I got pulled out of the game. <laughs> I got yeah, benched. after this last one, you're definitely benched. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, and and here's the thing is that, um, you know, like Wayne doesn't have the final say in like who he select as a tenant. But sometimes when I am just like so swamped or like have way too much going on, I need to call on him to like do something for me. Like, um, like, for instance, actually, this last tenant, you were in the city and in the area of where the vacant rental was and i had somebody reach out and say can like can we see it right away and so i wasn't going to be able to line up one of our viewing agents and like get that all secured for them to be able to see it right away so i just messaged wayne and said like 
hey, you're nearby. Can you quickly go do viewings? And actually, I had had a couple people reach out. And so I lined up like several of them. I reached out to the other people who are inquiring and said, any chance you're available like now? And so I sent Wayne a bunch of viewings and he headed over there and um, did the viewings. And, um, and he came back and said, like, I think they'll work. These are kind of the red flags. Like these are, are not the red flags. These are kind of like the downfalls. But, you know, these are the conversations I had. And I like, you know, if everything checks out, I would accept them. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the day, like I'm the one processing everybody. I can I can just say no. And at some point I also have that like, okay, well, you know what? If he had a decent feeling about it, let's just go with it. So, you know, I I can't just put it solely on you because, you know, (laughs) at the end of the day, I, I, uh, you know, had a part in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think. Uh, you you explained it. I I I laid out all of the red flags and what I thought was going to work and what's not going to work and what the risks and were. I think I gave you a better and you know risk analysis than fucking single key does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I gave you a clear, unbiased you know risk analysis, and then you know do we so do we leave this thing vacant for another month and it costs us a thousand bucks, or do we roll the dice and you know hope that he does what he says he's going to do. That's all we can hope for. Every fucking tenant that moves in, you don't know whether they're going to pay next month. You don't. There's no way of telling other than like you can look for indicators. You can look for indicators on the credit report to see or, or judgments that have been made against them at the court of King's bench. You know, you can, you can see if, you know, there's a history or a pattern. I mean, that's an indicator. That's a strong indicator. But otherwise, if there's no indicators and they've always made their payments and there's no judgments against them at the court of King's bench, how the fuck do we know? So what the only the only way that we can measure that risk is by meeting them and and judging their character. Mm-hmm. And you got to be a decent judge of character. And I think if you not just like interviewing them but allow them to interview who you are and let them see how you look at this and and let them know that the risk that you're taking and that you are allowing them and normally we wouldn't allow this but I think that you're a really good person and we put these measures in place to ensure that you know we don't get burned and I think so long as you intend on making the rent payments every month right yes of course I'm never late on rent okay cool as long as you intend on doing that then there won't be any problem obviously you know if we do have a problem then there's going to be late penalties and and we have a very very strict policy that if rent isn't paid then um, however you want to approach it, whether you want to, you know, intimidate them with late fees or whether you want to say we have a very strict policy that we do not accept late rent. So if, if rent is not paid on the first, on the second, you will receive an eviction notice and we will follow through with it. We just, it's, we, we are not interested in, in chasing people for money. We're interested in providing good quality, safe, um, housing options to tenants. That's all we're interested in. I am not in this to chase people for money. And I hope you can understand that. Oh, God, yeah, I hate it when people, you know, I have to chase people for money. Okay, so you can understand my perspective. And I just didn't want to intimidate you. I just wanted to be, you know, man to man, or I just wanted to be um, clear with you and just, you know, honest and transparent, just how this process works from our perspective. And I just want to make sure as long as you understand that and you're comfortable with this, then, then yeah, I'd love to give this place to you. Uh, see what I did there? It was, I was real for a minute. And... I've had many conversations like that and they're like, okay, thank you so much for, you know, I, I appreciate you to me like a human. I'm just so tired of like, you know, 
rental property management businesses. They just treat us like a number and like they never respond to anything. And I let them know, hey, if you've ever got any problems like with, you know, anything it's like it's uh, needs repair or there's something leaking, call us. We are not like those big property management companies. I, I want to ensure that this place gets repaired and is taken good care of. So I want you to take care of it. And obviously we're going to take care of it as well. So you just shoot us an email, let us know that something needs to be repaired and we will repair it as soon as possible. We got handymen like ready to go. Um, so whenever you, whenever you like, you need something, you just don't, don't be afraid to reach out. Okay. And I just created a connection there. Now I'm never going to talk to them ever again. Like that's, that's the one time I'm going to talk to them. Everything else is through email. But if I feel good about that, then I'm cool with moving forward. I've done everything I can, right? Unless there's huge red flags. Mm -hmm. Right. Anyways, just want to, want to give you a little more, uh, a deeper look into to how I go about making those decisions. Mm -hmm. Now, if they're throwing out red flags when I'm saying that, they're like, oh, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, you know, I was, I was dumb when I was young, but, you know, I'm fixing it. Like yeah, if, I should. If, I should. No, I should be able to pay rent on time. Yeah, I don't think, I, I don't I, think it's going to be a problem. I've never run into any issues, but you know, if something did happen, I'll let I'll let you guys know. Like, <laughs> like they see things like that, they're they're opening up. Then yeah, I definitely won't. But if they're saying all the right things, and I can I can tell that they're being genuinely honest, and they have no intention of not paying, then I'm cool with that. And sometimes shit happens, right? Yeah. Um, the tenant that uh, didn't pay the other day, uh, that we were talking about yesterday. Um, he paid this morning, by the way, um, before the show started. Uh, so he paid it on the Friday that he said. But, you know, he said that he uh, had to take the dog to the hospital. I mean, sounds like a dog ate my homework excuse. Um, and we hear we hear so many different excuses. And we've heard so many over the years that it's kind of hard to believe people anymore because it just sounds too ridiculous. But um, sometimes shit happens and, and we understand that. So you kind of have to give people the benefit of the doubt, right? Sometimes, yeah. Um, I tell you, being a landlord's kind of, kind of hard. It's a whole lot of depends. It's a whole lot of like character judging. Yeah. And Evaluating each situation. Risk analysis, risk mitigation, and then just trusting your gut. I, it's not a simple system. It's a little more complicated than that. But, you know, stemming or, you know, referring back to what we were talking about yesterday about understanding people and different types of people. If you work with only certain types of people, it's a little bit easier to manage um, expectations about how they're going to react in certain situations. And it makes, it makes your decision making on a, like your micro decisions a lot more manageable because you can, you can kind of assume or predict how someone's going to act in certain situations. So it, I, I know it's getting a little complicated at the end of the show, but um, having a good understanding of that and sticking to a, a very specific tenant profile just makes things a lot easier. This guy was not part of the, like he didn't fit. Yeah. He was one of those guys who was like, okay, he's got the money. He's got a good job and he's never around. He works one week on one week off or something like that, or two weeks on two weeks off. So like he's perfect. And it's a single guy on a main floor suite. Great. Mm -hmm. There's no, you know, on a main floor suite, when you've got tenants downstairs, you know, having kids upstairs and stuff like that, it's like, it's, it never matches really well. So if you can find a single person living upstairs, that's not around very often, it's like perfect, yeah. but he's just a dick. That's the only <laughs> downside to it. Yeah. Definitely. 
Um, okay, so I, to everyone else that had some really great questions here, and I know some of them are from yesterday. I hope you can understand. We we're just trying to stay on topic today with you know tenants and choosing tenants and increasing rents and stuff like that for rentals. But I promise you, we're going to answer these questions on Monday. Um, we hope that you guys come back. Um, I wanted to let you guys know that uh, uh, about tomorrow, we're going to be in Calgary. If you guys haven't uh, signed up for the REI Masters networking event in Calgary tomorrow, it's going to be freaking amazing. And I really hope to see you guys there. Um, it will be open for tickets for another 12 hours or so. Uh, that's that's when I think it closes at like six o'clock tonight or something like that. So if you're on the fence about it or like you, you forgot to get your tickets, please do. It's it's going to be amazing. We've got Keaton Kirkwood, um, Investor Focused Mortgage Broker, and uh, Sherwin Deswenka from Calvert Home Mortgage. Sherwin's going to be talking about like the private financing side. So financing flips and burrs and that type of stuff, short-term financing. Keaton's going to be talking about how to build your portfolio and fi financing your rentals and your rent-to-owns and, and maybe even your refinances for your burrs on the back end. Um, so we're going to have a really great discussion with both of them there in Calgary. Uh, it will be open for Q&A. And lastly, networking. Yeah. Right? Get out, meet people. If you've met them before, go talk to them again. If you forgot to give them your card or your phone number or invite them out for a coffee, go back and say, hey, I really like the conversation we had last month. Let's do it again. Let's, let's go get coffee on Wednesday. Right. Make sure you're getting out, you're meeting lots of people and uh, you're building your network because it's not just about raising capital. It's also about your, you know, your network is not just about money. It's, it's, it's people or resources too. Right. And if you have a good network of people, um, you'll be very resourceful in, in problem solving and, and, and so many other things so just think about it. Like if you had a problem and you needed something or you needed an answer and you knew someone that you talked to recently that happens to know that answer, you know what I mean? And to be able to call them and get that answer, that's extremely beneficial. Or perhaps, you know, if someone who, you know, who wholesales and you're happen to be looking for a very specific deal and that person can find that deal for you, or perhaps, Maybe they have a, sp a specific skill set that would be really good for your um, for the property that you're about to purchase, and maybe you want to joint venture with them to to leverage that skill set, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Not to mention the fact that you just get to make friends who are in the same game as you, right? People who who get it, people who understand real estate investing, um, rather than you know the people at the water cooler at work who just think it's a bad idea because the headlines they read, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, Calgary this weekend, and then. Uh, and then Edmonton next weekend um, on March 11th, we got the Edmonton event, same thing. Um, so looking forward to both of those. Me too. Uh, oh, I wanted to, I wanted to finish with one last thing. Um, so I found some, um, some cool data yesterday. I, uh, I was fooling around with the podcast and uh, uh, trying to find some things. There's, there's some glitches on, uh, on some of the platforms have noticed like the images aren't updating and um, the show is still says like real estate investor dad from two years ago. Um, so I was, I was trying to do some troubleshooting yesterday and, and, and working through it with our, with our podcast platform uh, support system, whatever. And I found some really cool data that I'd never seen before. And um, it's funny. We were talking about Quebec the other day. <laughs> and you were worried I was insulting them. Yeah. And I said, you're going to, the, the two people from Quebec are going to unsubscribe. 
um, because I've seen some data before and like Quebec, there's no listeners in Quebec whatsoever from what I saw before. I, um, I was able to see the cities where we have the most listeners and guess what came in at number five? Quebec. It's not a city. It's a province. Oh, city. Sorry. It could be Quebec. I city. don't know. Which one? Montreal. Montreal. Montreal is the fifth most listeners for our show. That's a fact. What are one and two? One and two? Oddly enough, I you know, we, we assumed that Edmonton would be number yeah, one. He asked me and I was like, Edmonton, hands down. 100%. Toronto. Toronto was number one. And number two is Edmonton. Number three was uh, something else. Vancouver, I think. Three was Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. I um I wonder if I got it. I I might have it open here actually. It was uh it was pretty cool to see. Um uh, it looks like I'm logged out. Do you want to stick around a little bit longer just to no, you don't want to stick around any longer? What if I you can't stop me? <laughs> oh, hang on. I'm trying to log in. I'm putting got, down my headphones and two, walking there's away. There's a step verification that you sent me a text for two factor <laughs> authentication. Um okay. Well, uh, well, you know. Ken wants to know about the international listeners, listeners like um, Mr. C. Uh, Mr. C, yeah. Um, we got, um, we're very big on the charts um, for uh, inv- uh, business investing in India. India, we are on the charts for investing. Um, we have listeners in Oman. Um, uh, quite a bit in, in Washington, actually, Washington, D.C. was on the top 10 cities crazy apparently we don't have enough cities in canada <laughs> um yeah anyway it was like washington was like number nine or something like that i was just shocked but you want to keep talking about this or you want to get going let's get going okay guys um as as is tradition uh fridays um i want you to look in the mirror <laughs> oh boy and i want you to take a really good look at yourself and you know again i'm not therapist and a few people are going to unsubscribe on this but i want you to really have a good look at yourself and ask yourself if you're satisfied with what you've been doing lately and um if you're not then maybe just have a quick little conversation you can you know keep it to yourself silent or if you if you want to yell and punch the mirror whatever whatever you're gonna do but i i think you should have a really good look in the mirror and just uh you know have a conversation with yourself and have an honest conversation with yourself about what you've been up to and what you've been saying you're gonna do and what you're not doing and um i i think you should act on that a little bit this weekend right some of those things that you said you're gonna do those decisions quote unquote decisions you you made that you're gonna do to better yourself to better your future to better your your position with your family to better your relationships Maybe you said you're going to spend more time with your kid and you're not. Maybe you said you're going to call that person and, and, and finally, you know, ask them about joint venture partnering with you. Whatever it is that you've been saying you're going to do that you're not going to do. Have a conversation with yourself and just an honest conversation. And, um, and, and take some action this weekend. Do whatever it is you've been putting off. And I want you to come back on Monday and share it with me. And if you want to be held accountable, put it in the, put in, if you're on the live show, put it, put it in the chat right now and say, I'm going to do this this weekend. I will save it. And I will ask you on Monday, if you want accountability, I'll do it. I'll be your accountability partner for the weekend. Put it in the comments right now. I'll wait a minute and Gabby's going to leave. Um, <laughs> put it in, the, I will save it. 
and I will ask you about it on Monday. Because if you can't trust yourself to hold you accountable, then I'll hold you accountable. And I won't slip. Or if you're listening to the recorded version, if you're listening to the podcast, then you can email us at info at reimorningshow.com and say, hey, I'm going to do this this weekend. Can you hold me accountable on Monday? 100% I'll do that for you. The worst accountability partner for yourself is yourself. It's the fucking worst. So many excuses. We're so unreliable. And if you don't have a good accountability partner, you don't want to ask me, find one. And don't find someone who's just going to pat you on the back. Find someone who's going to call you out on your shit. That's the best accountability partner. Someone who doesn't give a shit about your excuses. Someone's going to call you out and say, I know, we all got shit. We all got stuff to do. You still got to do it though. But if you want me to do that for you, there's there's two ways to get that done. I uh, hope you guys have an amazing weekend. See a lot of you in Calgary tomorrow. And uh, and for the rest of you, see you on Monday. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 